Hey everybody, it's Kirsten. Thank you for joining us for Modern Christian Mondays. Tonight's topic is Black is King, Christianity and the new wave of African spirituality. So this conversation came as a result of Queen Bee dropping her new visual album and some aspects of it have stirred the pot for Christians. So let's talk about it. You know we're going to give you our real and raw opinions on it. As always, we share our family dynamics and discussions in hopes that it will help and encourage others to live out their lives authentically and boldly as modern-day Christians. We are not flawless, but faithful. Before we get started, please do me a quick favor and help us grow. If you haven't already, take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and YouTube, as well as follow us on Instagram and Facebook. All of our channels can be found at The Modern Christian Family. And why don't you take a moment and share the episode with someone? All right. Let's jump into tonight's subject. It's about to go down. Yeah, because you know, anytime we talk Beyonce, we talking queen stuff, king stuff. You know what I'm saying? Okay, okay, y'all jumping, y'all jumping too soon. Y'all jumping too soon. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Modern Christian Mondays. Thank you all so much for joining us for yet another one. We are always super excited to come together on this platform that God gave us um, a vision for and talk Christianity, talk all things Christianity, real, raw, relevant conversation. Um, as always, we are not flawless, but faithful, period. I know uh, Derek's going to talk a little more about, uh, intro us a little more about what we're talking about tonight. But again, that's our tagline. We're not flawless. We're not faithful. But, oh, excuse me, we are faithful. There it is. Emerald, see, it was like, no, we're not going to make it. You said it right the first time. I know. Emerald was like, wait, wait, wait. We are faithful. We're not flawless, but faithful. That's our tagline. So anyway, as modern Christians, we're excited to come to you all tonight with this topic. Did y'all um, miss us? I think they did miss us. Like, Jabari, we, Jabari, we appreciate you. Um, we yeah, skipped we a schedule, but yeah. we're happy to be back. But let's go ahead. Let's get in there because I think, I think Kirsten, it's okay that you're talking about um, that we want to have real rela- relatable and relevant conversations because I think our topic for today comes right out of that. If you don't know, we're, we're talking Black is King. Yes. Christianity in the new wave of African spirituality. Now, the reason why I was so hyped and I'm saying I knew this was about to go down is because everybody got an opinion on this right chair. Literally. Everybody. If I see another think piece, I done seen seen everything from high to low, left to right. Um, I think people are just People are amped up about this topic. And so we're going to get into it tonight. But before we get into it, we have a few housekeeping rules. And I would appreciate if somebody on. Wait, sorry, Derek. I forgot to say, everybody help us grow and share the broadcast. We are um, passionate about this. And we would love if you all help us grow this platform. So please take a moment and share the broadcast, especially um, tonight's top. Well, not especially tonight's topic. Every topic is significant, but this is a topic that, um, you know, a lot of people interest a lot of people. So go ahead and take a minute and share this uh, live. Yes, I think that is important because we want you to share the live before you get these. I don't believe it's something. Before you get these, <laughs> look at daddy. Okay. Sorry, we got we got notes. I gotta keep. 
Um, but before you, you get these housekeeping rules, it's very important to get these housekeeping rules. So the reason why these housekeeping rules are important is because I lost the notes for a second, but I got them back. The reason why these housekeeping rules, rules are important is because it puts a parameter around our conversation. Absolutely. And so I want y'all to help me in Facebook and YouTube by if somebody can go ahead and put in the comments, these three rules, I'm gonna give you three rules and I want you to put it in the comments so that anybody else can see it before <laughs> we move forward. Right, we got number one. Which y'all won't do is send the beehive after us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> rule rule <laughs> number one, housekeeping rule number one. We are talking to Christians. Right, that's good. Put that in cap. We are talking or play, say they are talking to Christians. Yep. That is very important mm -hmm. because if you are not a Christian, 99.9% .9 of what we're about to say does not apply to you. Right, right, right. So we're going to have people coming up in here in arms. We're going to have people getting upset, possibly, or they may want to support and say they love it. And you need to remember we are talking to Christians. Kirsten. I just wanted to throw in there, we are talking to Christians, but it's important that we know that this platform, the Modern Christian Family, is relevant content for all. So tonight, we're making the distinction that we're specifically talking to Christians right. for a reason, mm -hmm. because we're diving into some topics that specifically apply to Christians. Right. Yep. But and if you are, if, if you are a guest, yeah. mm -hmm. yep. if you are a guest, you can share, you can participate, you can even comment. But it is very important that you know the parameters that we are speaking on apply to modern Christians. Thanks Number to all two. who are typing it in, too. Thanks, guys. Thanks, y'all. Number two, we are speaking based on what we know. Right. Pause. Take <laughs> that again. We are speaking based on what we know. If we don't know, we may give an opinion, but we will tell you that we don't know. Right. Okay. That's the second thing that is very important. Put that in the comments. There. Can I say this? Yes. I think it's okay for everyone to understand too that you can have an opinion. No, 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 no. That's my another time. You jump it. You jump it. Okay. You jump it to my third housekeeping rule. <laughs> well, you changed it because yeah. my jump it to my third housekeeping rule. Third housekeeping rule is we are not saying you're right or you're wrong. We are giving an opinion. Put this, they are giving an opinion for you to make your own choice. Come on, somebody. Say it again. Christianity. They are giving an opinion for you to make your own choice. Can I say right there, that I just want to say right there that that is what this platform is all about. We are not, our platform is not here to tell people this is what you should be doing, this, that, and the third. It's always to empower people to you to rely on Holy Spirit because we all have a relationship with Him as Christians. Mm -hmm. Or is that Bible? Do you have to, uh, yeah, that's Bible. Yeah, we all have, we all have a relationship. <laughs> you know, you got you got to check. Um, but our goal is to empower you all to be led by Holy Spirit in your own relationship and make your own decision. It's never 
uh, when we're speaking, it's never to tell you all what to do. That's not our responsibility. So we can tell you what we think you should do, but you. we are not in control of you and your choice. Right. You to be an active and engaged Christian with Holy Spirit that can live your own life and right. engage God in the way that we are asking you to possibly engage God. The last thing that I will say that isn't really a housekeeping rule, but if you want to pop type it into the comments is during this conversation, pay attention to your own conviction. Right. Oh, that was good there. Holy Spirit just gave me that one as number four. Okay, that was fresh off the Holy Spirit. Press. Pay attention to your own conviction. Right, right. We are not asking you to do exactly what we say. We are saying, if you feel a Holy Spirit conviction about something, you need to pay attention to your own conviction. That's God, awesome. those those are very, very is important. Okay. So, Emerald. Wait. Yes. Sorry. Someone just texted me about this picture in the back. Yes, we that knew. looks like the Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> We must all be on theme. Dad has an African tribe behind him. Um, yeah. Looks very so black. Yeah, okay, cool. We ain't got time. Listen, we're moving on. You all notice my Beyonce shirt. No, bye. Yes, we like bye. It. bye. Okay, next. Now let's get into this. Emerald, first, <laughs> I want you to give me what inspired this conversation. Emerald, go. What inspired this conversation is Beyonce. She just dropped her new visual album, Black. Are you excited or not? Nah? <laughs> On Disney Plus. If you didn't watch it, then you know what I'm saying, you know, whatever, whatever. But um <laughs> inspired this conversation because once the album dropped or the visual album dropped, there has been so many people that have things to say about it. Some good things and some bad things or some positive things and some things where, you know, they feel like there's an extra element in there somewhere. Um, and so we have heard or there's been a lot of discussions around there being some uh, spiritual underlying in a lot of the messaging that was portrayed in the visual album. So that's pretty much what we're gonna talk about today. Good, Kirsten, yeah. um, what are some of the things that are being said? And let's just talk about Beyonce and go ahead and throw Jay-Z in there to boot. Just make it a two Yeah, because you know that's her man. Right, that's her man and they are one. And honestly, this conversation, y'all know, y'all can clearly see who I like to rep, who I stand for. I am part of the Beehive. I, I, I was, I was, or not who I stand for, S-K-A-M. I was president of the Beehive DMV chapter um, for about <laughs> three years. And so, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, but okay, seriously, this conversation about Beyonce, Jay-Z, spirituality, mm -hmm. Illuminati, buzzword, all this stuff has been really looming for years. It always comes back up, usually when she drops some new project or when she names her child Blue Ivy. Um, you know, some people like to start connecting that to demonic stuff or whatever. And so that's what that's the things that have been said. And as Christians, that stuff is relevant to us. So, you know, that's why that's part of why we're having this conversation tonight. Yes, because. They said she's demonic. They say that she worships the devil. 
They said that she's a part of the Illuminati. They said that she is part of occult activity and witchcraft. They have said a long list of things. We are not speaking to whether those things are great. Okay. But in this moment, I feel like it's also necessary to talk about the good things they've said about her. They yep. said that she is one of the greatest performers of all time. Period. They said she's one of the greatest artists of all time. Period. They say she's a fantastic humanitarian. Period. They say that she is wonderful and artistic and all of those good things as well. Period. So it's a lot of things said. When you live in that much of public eye, there's a lot of things said about you. That sounds like fruit to me. That sounds like good fruit. Right. Before, okay, look, y'all already giving y'all opinions. <laughs> y'all already giving y'all opinions. I didn't ask you for your opinion. <laughs> Slow your roll. Before I ask the opinion, this is what I want to know. I want to know who has watched the film and what you felt while watching the film. And I, when I say what you felt, I don't mean, don't give me the deep backstory of what you felt. I don't want to hear that Holy Spirit told you, robot, tish, tish. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. I want to know if you watched the film and what you felt while watching the film, starting with Kirsten. Um, I felt, hmm. And I, you can put it in the comments too. If you want to yeah, answer that question in the comments, answer yeah, that question in the comments. What you all thought about uh, the blackest thing. Um, I thought that it was just, I, I love everything that Beyonce drops. I'm all pretty much, I've been a Beyonce fan for years. So, um, I'm always watching it, but I felt empowered as a black person. I felt that black people were captured beautifully and creative, creatively. Um, is that a word? Creatively. Yeah. Yes. Like, hold on now. Um, I, I felt empowered. I felt like now this is funny. Sometimes when I watch Beyonce stuff, I think she didn't got so far on the artistic spectrum that sometimes um i'd be like let me call my artistic brother so he can translate <laughs> me and mommy was uh watching it and i was like hold on we need to call derek so he can interpret what just happened because it's a lot of art this and that so sometimes i feel confused when i watch certain things which we'll probably talk about tonight because we're gonna bring some clarity on some of that stuff but um yeah inspired I felt represented. represented. I don't want to. I don't want to get any deeper than what I'm about to ask. So make it a yes or no question. Did at any point in the film you feel uncomfortable or not okay with something that you saw? Yes or no? Yes. That's all I want to know. Mom. Yes. Did you watch the film and what did you think about what, what did you feel when watching the film? Yes, I did watch it. I actually watched it with Kirsten. I thought that uh, she is uh, whoever, she and her team, whoever she works with, they are incredible in uh, creative minds. I definitely thought that. I thought looking at her again, while she's incredibly talented, dancing, singing, all that stuff. Uh, I thought that you could tell from her work that she is exceptional and obviously a very hard worker and probably a perfectionist. Um, uh, and I thought that there were some things that made me say, hmm. That's all I want to know. Emerald, go. So y'all know I love Beyonce. So yes, I watched it. And what did I feel? I mean, it was amazing. The cinematography was awesome. 
I mean, amazing. Like just, it was just, it was just beautiful. Um, I love the dancing and like y'all know I'm a dancer. So I was literally like yelling at the TV, ah, cat, cat, ah, ah, ah. like dance. Like I was like, get my life. So it was like, yes, it was giving me all of that. But but to answer your question, were there parts that kind of gave me pause and I kind of looked at it and I did yell at the screen a couple times. Hold on now, Beyonce. Yes. <laughs> and I can say that because I know I can say that. Okay, Dad. Did you watch the film? Uh, I I was clueless. I thought when you all sent me the notes about what you all wanted to talk about, you said King, Black is King. I thought you were trying to pay a play on Martin Luther King being Black. And <laughs> I, I was clueless. So, this, no, I want to say, Dan, I want to jump in real fast and say I, this is good. Clueless. But, but look, but by coincidence, I wanted to see right now um, Zion Williamson, uh, the New Orleans Pelicans, is playing John Morant, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. And before the game, they just happened to play a video album by Beyonce called Black is King. <laughs> so I was like, oh, the light bulb is going off. <laughs> No, and but y'all, this is good. Beyonce dropped a new video album. They're streaming on Disney, so I was clueless. I hadn't heard it. I hadn't watched it. That's okay, but man. I did. So I did good. write down just a few of the words. Ah, uh -uh, we'll go there. Hold on, hold on. I have some lyrics from. No, 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 no. no, no. We're no. We're no. We're good lyrics. I didn't hear no, the bad lyrics. Don't want to do it. Hold up, baby. Okay. Hold up. Hold up. I want you to put the reins, but I, this is an excellent moment in this conversation because it is refreshing to hear that somebody doesn't care about Beyonce. <laughs> no, I need to know. I need you to know this is good that this conversation is for a myriad of different lifestyles and people because there are people in the world who do not care about Beyonce. There are people that don't care about Beyonce. I know. I know. I know. Okay. Ooh, I know, I know. Beyonce exist that Beyonce is not on their radar. Not that he doesn't care about her in the spirit and love, Shut but she, she is not a major force in my father's life. So he was able to not know what she was producing. I want to say for myself, I also watched the film. I watched the film and I pulled out, y'all know I'm a creative and I work in production. I pulled out so many amazing things from that artistry and that production and the cinematography and the just the the work ethic and the and the patience it takes to produce something yeah. on that level like that is incredibly amazing right. there were also several points in that film that i said hmm uh yeah yeah they, hmm. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why it's a hmm later. We're going to come back to why it's a hmm. But that hmm, there's a reason why it's a hmm. Um, and no, I, I'll say it now. There's, the reason why there is a hmm is because I believe that there is a dissonance when it comes to artistry between this our love, love of, like me. I'm going to tell you, a it's dissonance, a disconnect, a... a Something of a feeling of uneasiness between people and the artists that they love 
and what that artist produces being somewhat in some ways sacred to the people who love it. Okay. Let's okay. take let's take Beyonce out of it. Okay. Michael Jackson records are sacred to a group of people. Right. Daddy. Daddy. Yes, that's why exactly why I said it. The five man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there there are a group of people that that and if somebody wants to look up the definition for dissonance and put it in the chat, that would help me because I'm yes, not gonna go right that now. would be great. Thanks. Um put it on <laughs> Facebook and YouTube. There is a dissonance between people that that love an artist and what they produce and what looks as what they produce as sacred to their creative process. Mm-hmm. And that is what gets you to be a hmm, because no one wants to be the one to take everybody's favorite artists and say that what they're doing is wrong mm-hmm. or incorrect. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to be that person. Mm-hmm. And so I think the reason why nobody wants to be that person is because people tend to swing the pendulum too far in too many different directions. Okay. If, if people have a problem with balance, yeah. We oh, as people, I, hold on, hold on, Dan. I don't know, Derek. I'm just, I, you know, let me just say, like Michael Jackson, you know, I mean, and we may be the same thing I'm about to say about Michael Jackson. We are starting to buzz about Beyonce. Like Mike, my man, when he was with the Jackson Five, oh, baby, give me one more chance. Dude had a nose. You know what? You're not going to take right? Okay. And as time went on, he started making these changes. And I'm saying even the hardest Michael Jackson fan was like, Mike, what up, man? With the nose, the skin color and everything, what, what you doing? Yeah. So but in but, many cases, we're starting to say that about Beyonce. We look at think, some of the stuff she doing and we like, okay, this is like. Now you in a in a zone. Oh, 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 don't jump there. You're going too far. Because right. I, I think I think you're I think you're absolutely I like me. I like me. You said earlier you talked about I'm the only one in America in the world that don't care nothing about B. That's a lie. No. All, the, all the brothers care about B. Okay. Chat, bye. Okay, moving on. But my point being, there is when, when people have a prop tendency to operate in extremes, we don't tend to be able to land in a balanced position as it pertains to something. It's mm-hmm. either something is awesome and fantastic or it is demonic and terrible. Mm-hmm. And we don't really know how to land in the middle. There's a statement that people all say all the time that um, uh, one rotten, rotten apple spoils the whole bunch or one rotten. And when you really look at that on its face, I believe that there's some accurateness to that. But then I believe that we can ask the question, if I take the rotten one out mm-hmm. and it's a bunch of fresh apples underneath, so, say I'm gonna throw throw where I just went to mommy. Mommy, I want you to talk a little bit about balance as it pertains to this topic and what you think about Christians and balance as it pertains to this topic. So I, I think that you bring up a great point, Derek. And I think that when it comes to um, Christianity, and I'm using the word Christianity loosely, I, I actually prefer to use the word religions 
because what I find is Christianity simply means to be like Christ-like. Religion means you have a lot of rules and regulations. So when you talk about those two extremes, the Bible says that God is in the balance. God is always in the balance. And so typically not Christianity, not true Christianity, but religion operates in extremes. That's a religious spirit that operates in extremes. God is always in the balance. And so I believe that people's personal relationship, according to scripture, should dictate where they fall on that on that balance beam. Their 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 personal relationship with Christ should dictate that not. Uh, a rule, not a regulation, because Christianity at, at heart is really about a person's relationship with Christ. So, so for me, my thing is when it comes to anything, I don't care if it's Beyonce, Beethoven, or your best friend. You, I feel like you need to follow the Spirit of God. Okay. Well, Kirsten, since you hyping out there, I'm coming to you next. So. I want you to talk about how piggybacking off mommy saying, I want you to talk about what it talks operating in extremes and your experience on that. What, what was your feeling watching it? Uh, my feeling was watching it again. There were some, just like y'all said, there were some parts that kind of made me feel like, Hmm. So, the I believe just like mommy said God is in a balance and that's a religious spirit and I also believe that a lot of times religion because because so much of so many of us have been indoctrinated by religion it called that's the what's what's at the root of us operating in the extreme to say oh my god because Beyonce did this and celebrated this aspect of African culture she's a demon worshiper I think religion and and really uh, a root of fear is why people go to that that end of the spectrum or go to that extreme. And I really, when I say a root of fear, I think in 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 flip on the flip on the other side, why are we always so scared that we're um, I guess we're consuming or supporting somebody. Come back so, to yeah. yeah, I know what she's Rem- talking remember about. What I'm saying. I, remember, rem- remember when um, Tasha Cobb did a song or whatever she did right. with Nicki Minaj? Okay. Extreme was everybody was in the Christian world or in the religious world was talking about Tasha Cobb and how she was compromising this, that, and third because she did a song with Nicki. And it was as if we approached it as if uh, Nicki was influencing Tasha and my right. thing was like why we don't know that Tasha is the one influencing Nicki right why do we, why do we as Christians always go to the extreme of something's wrong with us for right. even being uh even listening to or right. having any kind of relationship or whatever how do we know and that goes to the, That's exactly the fear part saying. that Kirsten is talking about because as Christians are we strong enough to stand up for what we believe and not allow what is against our belief deter us? Exactly. Because a lot of this is because we don't think or we know innately because we haven't established a relationship with Christ that we should have. We know that it's going to affect us. And so now it's everybody's problem. Everybody. Maybe Tasha could handle a relationship with Nikki. Maybe some of y'all can handle watching Beyonce with all the hmm right. area that we didn't get to. Right. And it doesn't affect you because of your relationship with Christ. But that's between you and your relationship with Christ. That's not for me to tell you that. Right. Jesus. Well, let me, let me, let me give Christ. it to you on a non-church. Well, let me give it to you on a church yeah. and a non-church perspective. 
Uh, they did the same thing to Yolanda Adams. Right. Uh, yep. you know, Yolanda Adams, her music, the reason why it's so soulful is because her family listened to all genres of music. And, and but she was deeply rooted in the church, grew up in the church, singing in the church. But because of her exposure to all different kinds of music, especially jazz, that's why she kind of got that soulful, beautiful melodies in her song. And she was chastised and talked about all, right. uh, all kinds of ways. But guess okay. what? Who is one of the most successful crossover artists, if you will, Yolanda Adams. And here's the thing. She don't compromise nothing. That wherever she goes, as far as we know. No. Okay. Okay. Wait, okay. Hold on. Let me jump in here because here's the difference. I love what everybody is saying, mm -hmm. but we are talking about someone who is not a gospel artist. Right. And I feel like the mistake of what we do is we apply. That's why we started the beginning of what we were saying to the people consuming her art and not necessarily talking about what she yeah, is. Yeah, that's true, that's true. I think, I think we have to separate the two because we do not know that Beyonce is a professed Christian. No, no, what's your professed? Well, her mama be one mama. We don't know about her. Emerald, no. hold on, let Emerald jump in. Go ahead, Emerald. What was the question? Well, hang on. While you figuring out your question, let me finish what I was saying. Wait, wait. Uh, I was you see you you kind of switched it up. You're going from Beyonce being secular, not professed Christian, but I was on the same line that Mommy and Kirsten was on. And what I was going to say, you know, I was going to use the example: a bunch of pastors got chastised for going to the White House to spend time with talking to Trump. Uh, because they were given a forum. And just recently, I was seeing something where Sammy Davis Jr. was getting enrolled. Matter of fact, he, I think he was the first African-American maybe that performed mm -hmm. in the White House for, I think it was Richard Nixon. And they asked him, man, why would you go play with Richard? Uh, why would you go and perform for Richard Nixon in the White House? And his response was, well, how else are we going to be able to talk to them and affect change, hold conversations and affect change? So, you know, when we're talking about the mixing the secular and the Christian, you know, it's just what mommy just said. Don't automatically assume that the secular world is having dominance or uh, is overshadowing the Christian artist. It could be just the other way around. Kirk Franklin, I believe he gets a lot of inroads into a lot of secular places, that boy make an impact on certain people and they love his music and they love his message. So don't always think and assume that the secular is dominating in terms of its influence over the 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 Christian. Okay, there. So there, so what? Okay, so we can, okay, cool. So going off of what you just said, because I'm trying to tie it back to Beyonce um, because she's not, a gospel artist, she is a secular artist. Mm -hmm. But I think in watching this, what I think Kirsten was talking about was the fear, basically fear of the unknown, right? So right. I think a lot of it was she was showing us a lot of African culture or uh -huh. African historical culture. 
And um, I actually thought that that was pretty dope, honestly. Mm-hmm. But I think the the piece where it gets a little muddled is that because there are aspects of historical African culture that are tied into uh, different deities and uh, different spiritualism aspects, then people start to say, okay, well, she worships this God or she does this or does that or whatever. Or they're saying she's trying to push this other spiritualism out here and, you know, uh, uh, promote that um, where, and, and so you, that's where you kind of get into this kind of argument or this toss up argument of, okay, is it to that extreme or are we really just looking at a creative expression? Okay, uh, I, okay. that'll segue us into talking a little bit deeper about this because I do think that that is a conversation about whether we are supposed to attach artists to the creativity that they produce. I had, I had a I had a very good conversation with a little brother of mine on Instagram over Black is King. Uh-huh. And he was discussing how he feels like we assume because a purpose person references a culture or, re- or dives or shows honor to a culture, that that means that they apply that, that culture's thinking to right. their lives. Right. And I am the personal opinion that prior to this point, because because most of y'all think may, may think that the majority of this is about to be defending Beyonce, I can guarantee you it's not. <laughs> I can guarantee you just hold on a little bit longer. But we having a balanced conversation. I think prior to some of the more recent stuff, she has shown honor. She has shown reverence for a culture. She has possibly Beyonce is an artist that doesn't really explain herself much. Right. So people do think pieces on whether they think Beyonce represented something in a in a video. There are a lot of assumptions. There are a lot of assumptions and people don't know. And what my little brother was communicating was that he did not think it was a fair that people assign Beyonce's soul and personal life to the art that she produces. Mm-hmm. That it's possible for me to, let's take her off the table for a second, to draw a painting about an African something. Let's not even get into deity. Let's just deal with a cultural thing and show honor to that culture without necessarily meaning that I'm applying that culture to my life. Right. I'm glad daddy's making that face because I'm about to come his way. I I swing I swing the pinch. I was there prior to this last video and some music, and this is why I believe, like Maya Angelou says, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. <laughs> I I not that person can't grow, but when a person tells you outright something, I think we as Christians tend to willfully ignore what we are outright told because we do not want it to violate the sanctity of the creativity that we enjoy. Okay, that, that was a mouthful there. No, I'm going to say it again. I believe that when someone tells us who they are, we as Christians have a tendency to violate, to, to willfully ignore what the artist tells us in an effort to keep the sanctity 
of what they create. Mm -hmm. And I think prior to this point, I would be on the bandwagon with, she ain't out outright said nothing. She ain't said nothing. She ain't never said, but let me read the lyrics of the la of just two of the songs from, mm -hmm. from this last project. Mood Forever, which is a song that I love. Oh my God, it's such a vibe. In the song, she literally says, I am Beyonce Giselle Knowles Carter. I am the Nala, sister of Naruba, Oshun, Queen Sheba. I am the mother, Ankh on my gold chain, ice on my whole chain. I'd be like soul food. I'm a home. She literally, she literally describes herself as Oshun in this text. Let's move to the next thing. Who is Oshun? Oshun is an African deity. It's an African goddess. Okay. She also says in, an, in, in the song um, Black Parade, um, charm on my gold chains with my Oshun energy. She then says in Black Parade that my baby sister is repping Yemiya. Mm -hmm. And what's Yemiya? Yemiya is another African guy. So I'm able to watch a film, take out the creativity that I love about that film, but have an understanding enough to possibly say, Christians, we should be careful. We should be careful promoting and gassing and running energy behind some. That doesn't mean we can't show honor to a culture. I'm not saying there's a difference between saying, I believe the Africans worship these gods and that is the belief system and we need to learn more about that. Mm -hmm. That is different than saying, I love what someone produced and I am that. Mm. I, I believe Beyonce has flat out told us, I, I believe this. This is the belief system that I believe. Dad, I'm coming your way because I want to know your opinion on the lyrics I just used. And let's go back to the positive lyrics that you just talked about. Go ahead. So here's, here's what I would say about the negative uh, lyrics that you just talked about. Uh, I don't like using the word we can honor the culture. Uh, <laughs> You know, um, I don't I don't honor everything. Uh, for instance, the rich black African heritage that I'm aware of, uh, that we come from a long line of kings uh, that ruled over great empires. Uh, I think I mentioned it on the last Modern Christian Family that um, we were producers of uh, great medicines uh, that were stolen and, and taken to Europe uh weaving uh we were leaders in mathematics uh so that those are the rich african heritage that i can honor you know right. those are the, those are the aspects of african culture that bring me great pride mm -hmm. uh and that i you know i cling to and say yeah i came from that you know i came from the people that produced this and produced that right. but the 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 things that are far off, like, you know, I know how to eat the meat and throw away the bones. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Good. The goddesses and the things that don't represent what I represent as a Christian, I can do without. And I don't honor those things at all. You know, I, I know what the scripture says, you know, about people who worship gods and, and idols and things. If you, you look to Psalms uh, 135, uh, I think it's verse 16 through 18. It talks about you have gods that have hands that cannot 
uh, be touched with your infirmity. They have ears that can't hear your your cries. They have eyes and they can't see, you know, when you're in need and things like that. And the Bible even says, for those that made them, if you trust in them, you will be soon like them, meaning dead, lifeless, and really not able to prosper in life because it's just dead. It's, it's right. senseless. It's nonsense, but there's no benefit. There's no promise to it. You know, on the flip side, on the flip side, you know, I'm about, you know, being in that vine. I'm connected to the true vine, you know, about in John 15. So it's all about what you connected to and who you connected to. And I don't want to be connected to any mess because I don't want the mess to get in me. Plain and simple. Just because somebody, that was somebody's culture and that's what they believe and that's what the, their heritage, I, there are aspects of my African heritage, if you will, being an African-American that I fully adopt and fully accept and take great pride in. And then there's other aspects that I choose not uh, to glorify, if you will. Real, real quick, Mom, I'm coming your way, but I want to I want to highlight the house rules we said at the beginning for anybody who came in, because I want to remind people we are specifically talking to Christians and we are talking about what we know. We're not talking about the parts that we don't know. We're talking about what we know and we are talking to Christians that we are giving opinions and that we want you to pay attention to your own conviction concerning it. The reason why I brought that back up at this point is because I believe that we are saying everything we are saying with full understanding that there are aspects of African culture that have nothing to do, that even Beyonce employed, that have nothing to do with demonic activity. It has nothing to do with spirit. It has nothing to do with worshiping other gods. And so I think when I say honor, I'm saying we can show respect and appreciate somebody said. We can appreciate that aspect of things. I also want to say that we're saying what we're saying with the full knowledge that American Christianity is steeped in white supremacy. Right. Yeah, and I understand that. That is, that is something, and this is where the point that I would say we're speaking to what we don't know, because I can't say that anybody on this call is an African spirituality or an African version of Christianity Right. Um, scholar, right. we have not studied African spirituality or, or the African aspect of Christianity. We right. haven't studied how Africans um, interpret the Bible and what they do as a what an aspect to their Christianity. We ha we haven't talked about that. Mm -hmm. All we're saying is if it if it directly opposes what the Scripture is saying. Yeah. That's all we're saying. If it, if it directly opposes what scripture is saying, and if it, and let's go even a step further than just if it directly opposes scripture, if it causes a conviction within you, yeah. and it's something that you need to stay away from, then right. you need to follow your conviction and not the culture. Right, right, that's right. good. I'm gonna so, say that again. You need to follow your conviction <laughs> and, and not the culture. Don't right. let people convince you that you should be okay with something that you feel spiritually convicted about. Right, right. Uh, you don't feel spiritually convicted because, like, I don't feel spiritually convicted about watching the film and right. enjoying the creativity about it. I feel no conviction about that. Mom. Yeah, but I, I think that 
you can say that you feel no conviction about that because it goes to what you and your dad said you're able to take what you you're able to differentiate what you can take and what you should throw away mm -hmm. so even watching the film kirsten and i there are certain parts of it that we looked at each other like mm, nah we ain't with that right, right but the issue here then becomes for christians it all has to do with the basis of what kind of relationship you have with jesus christ right and if you don't if you have not developed the relationship with jesus christ that you should this is where i think it's what jennifer was saying this is where it becomes dangerous right this is where it becomes dangerous because you don't have the relationship with holy spirit who knows the mind of god because in any arena of life it could be like i said beyonce beethoven are your best friend something could be off in any of those areas but if you don't have the, a relationship with christ you won't know it's off right yeah. to anybody you have right. to develop a relationship with christ because you live in the world but you're not of the world right. and yeah. in the world you're going to have many things that you will come across in the world that is going to make you say mm -mm, i ain't got nothing to do with that it could right. be your family members it right. could be something on your job it could be whatever right. but you have to have that relationship so that you're able to detect that and so my challenge then becomes not so much for me uh, the bigger challenge for me is the way as christians we will promote all of that knowing that some of it isn't or it, some of it is against our belief or it's not what we represent but no, we I, will promote the gospel like that that's what i got an issue that's we you you will sell out a beyonce concert but you don't support the christian artists that that is really living right so I, that's where i take issue because i and, feel and like they, and all they, this time on beyonce and all this other stuff which is fine this is great conversation but at the heart of the matter what do we love most what are we promoting most hold on my let daddy jump in there let daddy jump yeah. in there. okay so mommy you're so right you talk about why it's important to have a relationship with god so that you can decipher particularly in this last day those false messages that try to draw you in. Let me right. give you an example. Kirsten ain't told y'all to have about she she beehive hive. I mean, didn't you cry? I think, she cry? I think she cried once. A new music came out, Beyonce. She cried. I mean, she, I'm the girl, love Beyonce. Okay, let me give you an example. When you listen to Beyonce's music and you have the lyrics and the suggestions to things that aren't wholesome, you have the print. You, you, if you don't have a relationship, you can get drawn in and sucked right. into that. And let me right. give you a case in point. Let me give you a perfect example. That's that the fool, that fool that listened to the president about shooting the uh, Clorox or whatever right. he did. That boy, if he had a, a sense, an ounce of a bit, and it wasn't just one, it was a whole bunch of people that listened to the president say, yeah, you ought to just go ahead and shoot yourself in. Some, fan, some fanatical, fanatic, fans, fanatical people, some people that are fanatics, super mm -hmm. fans of somebody will follow what they believe and what they put out to a T without right. even considering or even knowing what detriment or what harm is causing them by allowing it to come into their ear gate, which right. gets down into where? Into their heart. 
That's what and once you hear a message over and over and over through that ear gate, through that eye gate, yeah, Beyonce, she's very alluring because right. not yeah. only does she sound good, but she look good. And you take it in from the eye, you take it in from the ear, and all these avenues are getting to your heart over and right. over and over. If you're not careful, you fall prey to all her messages. The good messages and the bad messages. Yeah. Why but then, you yeah hold on. Hold on, Dad. That's so good. I want to jump in and say this because I think it directly correlates to what I see happening. Because we as Christians in modern society have an, an overwhelming amount of people that are now trying to couple all aspects, not right. the positive aspect. That's where I want to go. All aspects of African spirituality with Christianity. Right. And we need to realize that all aspects of African spirituality cannot be coupled with right. Christianity. That's they do not rest in the same belief system. They do not, they, you, they, there may be a prayer or there may be something that they say or something that they do. You go do your research and make sure it lines up with, the, with, the, with what the Bible says. Right. But you have to have an understanding that everything that you see does not is not meant to be swept under the umbrella as acceptable within Christianity. Right. The right. reason why, to further my statement about conviction earlier, the reason why that is, is because for leaders, for Christians who are supposed to be discipling other people, we are supposed to go with our conviction over the culture because our conviction will shift the culture. Yeah. Come on. We are supposed to go with our conviction over the culture, whatever your conviction is, you are supposed to go with your conviction over the culture because if God gave you that conviction, your conviction will shift the culture. Yeah. It is your responsibility to go into the culture and not become a student of the culture. Right, 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 and I'm saying, and I'm saying that as a creative because so many of my creative people that I love are students of a culture that is not godly. Ooh, that's good. You have decided to study, and I'm not saying you can't pick up creativity. I'm not saying you can't pull amazing things. I'm reading all through Black is King, and I'm pulling out all them cinematography notes. I'm, I'm probably going to watch it again just to pull out all the creativity. But what I'm not going to do is become a student of Beyonce's creativity and not of God in the Word. Right. I'm not going to become a student of an artist and not what Holy Spirit tells me. Kirsten. Um, oh, wait, let Emerald go and then you're coming to I was just going to say you're not going to watch it and pull those things out and ignore the convictions that God is telling you about mm -hmm. the things that you're hearing or the even right. things that you're seeing. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. yeah, if you have true relationship. No, you and Daddy went where I wanted to go because mm -hmm. earlier, I think, when we were talking about this and while I was getting ready, I, I, was, I thought of the thought which you continuously consume will eventually cover you. And you about to throw your phone, <laughs> I got scared. What you continuously consume will eventually cover you. So what does that mean? What I continually let in my ear gate, what I continually let in my eye gate. A lot of times we, and this goes to something I think Nisha said earlier, I'm going there too. Um, a lot of times we modern day Christians, we try to make everything work and sometimes it all ain't going to work. You got to, yeah. you got to come to a point where you choose to take a stand and stand for what you, what you say you believe and stand mm -hmm. for what's Christ like, because we can say,
say that something is not influencing me as much as we want, eventually that thing that you're saying mm -hmm. is not influencing you will have gotten it gotten within you at some point and it will right. become that what has covered you will become will start to come out. Right. And so Nisha said something earlier, and I wanted to go to what she said about. And y'all can put questions uh, in the chat. This is the time. Go with questions in the chat. I saw some that we're going to go back to. While you're looking for those questions, I wanted to say what she was talking about is what Kirsten was talking about is cultural appropriate appropriation. Yeah, and I think that with the point that she's making is that that cultural appropriate it has no not appropriation uh, countercultural that's counter what said. right right being countercultural so, yeah and but when you try to all of that stuff has to submit to the authority of God's word at right. the end of the day as a believer it has to come under the authority of God word of God's word so it goes to the point where with the crystals the energy like who gave you the energy right was, was it Jesus right you know what I'm saying like so you you gotta you gotta be clear nowadays right. now granted if you like crystals and you it, it makes you feel good but you know that your entire health doesn't come from the crystals because right. we burn yeah. well, let's talk about Bible. The Bible right. says that when Jesus was born, they brought him special special yeah. incense right. and myrrh. They right. brought him things that would soothe, that were honorable. So nobody's saying that you can't have what your stuff is per right. se. But right. we are talking about the source of a thing. Right. right. What you are consuming as it pertains to African spirituality is becoming the source over God is the source. That right. is problematic. Right. I think Real quick, oh, I want to. I want to no, go ahead. I I cannot. It, for me, I it, I cannot stand the religious. I I don't know if this is how you say a pharisaical spirit, mm -hmm. because we will throw people to hell because they have a crystal, but we burn candles every day, right? So we gotta, it's those extremes, you understand? Yeah. This is why we gotta do some background background information about like what, what is the source of whenever you're doing those things, why are you doing it? It's right. a question. Right. Right. Why? We don't wanna talk about how many of the yeah. American church religious practices come out, of, come out of activity that ain't all the way started by Jesus. But we, but but that's but that's why Jesus said the tradition of men, men make right. the word of God of none effect because right. you are so hard drilled down into your tradition that Come you on, ignore what the Bible says about a matter. You just do what you were taught, and that and a lot of times. In our beliefs, we are a product of the environment we come out of. Right. We were passed on a bunch of junk, and we keep on passing it on to our kids. And right. we never study to figure out why do we believe or why do we do it such a thing. We just do it because mama and daddy and grandma and so on right, and so right. forth. We automatically assume because that's our environment, that th that environment is without flaws. Like, like, like we are growing up, Derek and probably don't know about this, but growing up, most people in probably our age group, you couldn't go on the altar at church. Mm -hmm. Well, the altar was the place you, you were supposed to take your burdens, right? But you would get a beating and you would, you could not go on the altar. The deacons, the le elders, the leaders, you better not touch that altar. So <laughs> it's it just like sense. stuff that like, make it make sense. Make it make sense. Stuff that's just passed down and we have no reason, we have no understanding of why it's passed down. But go ahead, Derek. Here's what I need. You got to, let me finish. That, that my no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You, you, you have to be careful. I mean, we're talking about Beyonce, and I think it's appropriate to talk about how she did what messages she's delivering in her music because music is very alluring 
and very, very uh, useful in getting something into your heart. There's a scripture that says, sing songs and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody in your heart. So there's a good kind of feeling, a good kind of uh, enrichment of the heart, of the mind, of the soul that can come from listening to good songs. By the same token, you all know, listening, growing up, listening to certain music, man, Rick James, Mary Jane. <laughs> Mary, Rick James was singing, Mary Jane, we thought Rick James was singing about one. Rick James was thinking about his love affair that he had with weed. And <laughs> he, that song is about weed. And there's so many songs out there. To, um, Teddy, turn out the lights. And light a candle. I mean, he talking about what he said. He said, uh, what's the word? He says, uh, I won't, he said, I won't tell anybody. Uh, right, he right. said, I won't tell, I won't tell anybody. Just I won't tell us all. I, I won't tell. Oh, 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 oh that's not Teddy Pittagraph. Well, that one turned out the okay, light. Well, he has a But Dad, Dad, I think this is good. I'm just saying the messages are very subliminal, and you can't yeah. discard the potential harmful impact that listening something over and over and over may start to make you wonder and start to have, well, what is that? Like I just asked you, what were some of them lyrics? You explained it to me. Other people don't know what they are and they will begin outside of the music starting to research it. Well, if it's in B's music, man, I need to know more about this. Man, you've aroused their inquisitiveness about a subject matter. And now they're reading and getting deeper and deeper into a bunch of mess. Why? Because B has opened them up to something new, right. something extreme that you are we're talking you, about. Right. That's one thing that leads to another. And let's say, let's say B in his actual in all actuality, B may be sitting at home like I'm a Christian though. Like I know I'm saying about that. Let's say all that, but you just purported that in your music, and now somebody the problem is now somebody else that may not have relationship or be mature enough in their relationship with Christ to know that, okay, well, we just singing about this. We not really believe in this. You purported that. And now they go on searching for our Oshun energy instead of seeking Christ. Right. That's, right. that's why this, this stuff is problematic. So right. a lot of people want to, and we, and we shouldn't talk Kirsten. Like we shouldn't talk. Like we don't even have to put it as if B knows about the negative influence that she's having. She right. don't even, she she may not even being, know. That's she's good. Being, she's being influenced herself and like the creativity and everything that she found that, that kind of gives everybody the wow factor. Right. With all this mystical garbage and stuff. She may not even know that she's right. actively taking a, a full role in the leading people down a certain line, exposing them to certain things. She may not even be cognizant of it, but bottom line is you need to be cognizant of what, yes, and what you're taking into, even right. if the person is singing it doesn't realize the harmful effect. All she right. knows is it's going to sell a whole bunch of money whole bunch <laughs> of and make right. a whole bunch of money. She but that's even, why she may not even know the detriment she may be causing. You right. need to know. That's, that's why. Hold on, Emerald gonna go, then I'll go, and then we come around. No, I'm just gonna say, as Christians, that's our responsibility. Right. You that's literally so took the words out of my mouth. I was getting ready to say 
That's why if you came on here and you think that our entire purpose is to put onus on Beyonce, you have missed the entire conversation. Right. We are not putting onus on Beyonce. We're putting onus on you. Because Abby Sola said earlier that we are responsible for what we are sharing and promoting. Let me tell you that what we are responsible for. We are responsible for our personal conviction and what we should be consuming. Right. We are responsible for the impact of what we share and promote our willingly, willingly, willingly and willfully. And we are responsible to cry aloud when we see things that are not right. Let me put this caveat to the people who have, who we have their ear. Come on, that's Let good. Let me get very clear with some of these Facebook writers and people that are going, stop going into people's statuses and right. saying that they're promoting demonic stuff and you don't have their ear. Right, right. That's right. It's about having a person's ear. Mm -hmm. Me and my younger brother had a conversation in DMs extensively, and he's on here extensively about the topic because we have each other's ear. I know that I can come to him and he can hear what I'm saying with the heart that it is intended for. That's why pastors are saying what they're saying to their congregation. That's why people are saying what they're saying to their to their friends. But if you are going under some random person status or blasting random general statuses, calling somebody demonic and you've done no research, you've done no backdrop. And what you are trying to do is assign a personal conviction to somebody else. Right. That's good. Which we love to do. We love oh, yeah. to a personal conviction to somebody else. If you don't, if the if you don't have that person's ear, stop thinking you could tell that person what to be convicted about. Yeah. Right. The, wow. that, that is so important because I always say this at the end of the day, at, at the end of it all, the Bible says that we all have to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And when you and I stand at the judge, judgment seat of Christ, just like we're all on here together tonight, we're not going to be together, number one. Number two, we're going to be individually standing. And God is not going to ask me about Beyonce. Right. <laughs> He's not going to ask me about Beyonce. He's going to ask Beyonce about Beyonce. Right. The that God is going to ask me is about what did I do right. with what he told me to do and how he told me to live. Right. And let's just say this, <laughs> the fact that you said that, if Beyonce is demonic, because I see somebody asking, is he evil or not? evil or not if she is evil guess whose responsibility or who who who's um supposed whose responsibility that's supposed to be is not ours right. is god if jesus and god gave us free will why are we trying to be like god and 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 um you know somebody else's choice somebody else's choice the religious spirit what did you say there i said and police somebody else's right. choice Exactly. But that's the religious spirit that leaves somebody that. else's choice because God gave us free will. So let's say when I say God gave us free will, let's say Beyonce is um in the back room like, oh, I'm getting everybody. I'm demonic and everybody's following me. Guess what? That's her free will. And that's what she decided to do. Now, couple with that, we don't need to. We That's why we need to as our responsibility in that is to be careful about what we're, we are doing. What we're doing. But if that's what Beyonce is doing. That's her free will, and she's gonna have to answer for that at the end of the day. So, is Beyonce evil or not? I don't know. So, I don't know. I don't think so. I think that some things are tainted, 
But guess who's not going to sit here and give that that answer? Because we don't know. We don't. We're not in the house well, with Beyonce. Well, this is not, and that's not your responsibility. Not as our a responsibility. Your responsibility as a Christian is not to call her evil or good. Right. Your responsibility as a Christian is to look at what is presented to you and decide based upon your relationship with God and the Word of God and the authority of God's Word what you will and will not participate in. Right. For example, as a Christian, as a pastor. I may have conversations about this because it is relative, it is current, and I have a responsibility to the people that I pastor and lead, right. the people that I have their ear, the platform that God has given me. But I do not have a responsibility. Well, let me let me take that back. I have that responsibility, mm -hmm. but at the same time, Christianity has accountability. Right. So my that's accountability says that I will not be getting on Facebook sharing Beyonce. That's what that's number one. My accountability says that because I know and I am aware that there are some areas that if I say something, it may lead people to think that certain things are okay. Right. By the same token, I'm not going to bash her, right. nor am I going to go into somebody else's status, negative or positive, and make any comments because my influence, my Christianity, my 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 responsibility, my accountability has a level of responsibility. Right. That right. I do what I'm supposed to do. That goes right along the line with Ta what yeah. Tamar said. This is so God, so yeah. good what she said, and so God what she said. Yeah. Your responsibility is to pray for her. Right. Before you typed in the comment section, did you pray? Right. Before, before you posted her and, and shared a statement that says she had demonic activity, did she pray? I want to get to some of these questions because I want to be out of here. Yeah, I want to I'll read it. It says, due to the responsibility as believers, should we then steer away from certain secular music songs and presentation during Christian church gatherings as it may bring confusion to some believers? Mm. Uh, if I, I'll answer that. I think in certain cases we, we should. I don't know that it's all songs, but I think in certain cases you should, depending on the conviction again and depending on, yeah, depending on the conviction of your house. And I think also it could depend on the overall public view of a certain thing too. Right. It could impact that. I went to, a, I, I didn't go because it wasn't for me to become a partner, but I know a church in Philadelphia that the church that I'm talking about is a huge church and they're extremely, for lack of a better words, urban. And they do use a lot of beats that and music and thought processes that would make some people uncomfortable. But here's that thing, the people that it makes uncomfortable, are you going along the line enough to question whether it lines up with the word of God or not? Not whether it makes you uncomfortable or not. Because if it makes you uncomfortable, you may have a personal conviction that you are not intended to be in that space. And that has nothing to do with that space being demonic or anybody Absolutely. being demonic. It has everything to do with you not, you not meaning it's supposed to be there. Let and me, I think uh, you have to know the difference. And then, Dad, you want to jump in there? Yeah, I just want to very briefly add on to the response to the question about secular music. Uh, Kirsten, you remember what we were doing last weekend? I was pulling up one song after another by who? And we were singing it together. Oh, Commission, yeah. Look, commission, I was like, wait, I'm going to Yeah, <laughs> and... Uh, I was playing all these old school songs. Now, Kirsten, born in 92, I'm playing commission from 86, you know, 87 and stuff. And Kirsten's singing the songs right with me. And I'm like, 
girl, how you know all these songs like that? My dad she said, Daddy, you, we grew up on commission. You and Mama used to play them CDs. Well, at, not there, at the time, it was cassette tape. You used to play commission in the car and around the house all the all time. Day long. All day long. And I were talking about even in the midst of the cancer cancer battle, she would fall back on songs and, and promises of the word and, and God would never leave you. And he would, you know, and we would just. That was me. We and I didn't even know. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Kirsten, tell them. I was just saying that what he's talking about is the fact that he exposed me to a certain type of music at a very young age, music that was made before I was even born. And so 20 something years later, that music, because of um, what it's about and what, what they're singing in the, in, the, in the song, I was able to pull on that in my time of need. Now, for extreme example, let's say he was feeding me uh, Mary Jane. Right. Let's say he was feeding me that instead. I probably wouldn't have, I, I'm not going to pull on Mary Jane in my time of need. <laughs> so what he's talking about is. Some people do. That's just a note. Some people do. But what he's talking about is that thing going back to what you continuously consume will eventually cover you. I continue, he continuously consumed the co commission mm -hmm. and commission covered me in my time of need. Right. We were singing yeah. songs like Tis So Sweet. I'm just giving, I'm, I'm not going to try to sing it, but I'm just trying to give an example <laughs> of the lyrics and how they made, why those lyrics were in our heart in a time of need. What you going to grab on? Mary Jane? Or you going to grab on Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. So yeah, the music that you listen to in your house, you, you don't know that uh, the detriment that it could be having until right. somebody gets into one of life's tough situations and you need a song to fall back on just to soothe your soul and help you get through a different time. And those songs and those lyrics were based upon the word of God. So what were you really doing? You were falling back on the comfort and the word of God that those lyrics brought. A lot Absolutely. of songs don't offer you that same kind of solace. There, there was another question. Yeah, Emerald, Emerald wanted to acknowledge a question. Yeah. This is a question slash statement, um, Tanisha. And Tanisha, hey girl, you've been on tonight in these comments. Um, so she said, yes, yeah, Satan is so cunning and wants to sift us as wheat. In these racially charged times, Black people are longing for something to be proud of, to promote, to cling to, and who better to provide that in this time? And I think you gotta know who you cling to. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, I, well, Derek, 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 won't you, won't you just, won't you take your statement just and break it, make it a little bit more personal? You gotta know who you clinging to. It ain't even gotta be on the world stage like Beyonce. How about your friends? Okay. If your, if your yeah. friend is a, that's part two, that's part two, baby. Part two. If your friend, if your that's part two. I was going to say. Yeah, 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 don't, go yeah don't, go don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go there. Emerald. Emerald. Emerald had a, more of a statement about that. Oh no! Go ahead, Emmy. I thought we were going to another one. Y'all know me. It, it, it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> I'm sorry. That um, was a question. Somebody needs no. to address the question about the guy asked about um, being lukewarm. Oh, but, I want to acknowledge that. 
Um, okay. So, so somebody asked asking about this basket. Somebody asked a question about um, whether landing in the middle of a conversation is to being is being lukewarm. Um, so, to deal with being lukewarm, first you have to know what that scripture was talking about in being lukewarm. Kirsten, just to clarify, somebody was asking if I don't have a strong opinion on one side or the other of an issue, is that being lukewarm, essentially? Oh, that's so what I am saying is, one, you have to know scripturally what being lukewarm was in the Bible. I'm not going to go into it right now. Right. I'm going to charge the person who's watching it to go, don't take what you have heard in mass about what that scripture being lukewarm means. Go look at the context of what they were discussing and how one water from one field and water from another field would meet in the middle. Go, go, do, go do some study. As it pertains to this conversation, though, lukewarm is it's not lukewarm to say that I'm making an informed decision to listen, learn and depend on Holy Spirit. Mm. I, actually, I actually think it is it could be considered lukewarm to stay in the extreme about a topic and never do any research or understanding about how to bring yourself and your spirit balance as it pertains to that topic. I think we, we, we can't stay in just one mindset all the time of our way is the right way. The way we think about it is the right way. We have to take some time to acknowledge whether something lines up with the word of God or whether it doesn't line up with the word of God. Kirsten. So I saw somebody's comment. Daddy, did you have something to say? Yeah, real quick. Just the, the, the lukewarm. You can be lukewarm on a subject, meaning you haven't been swayed one way or another, but God doesn't want you lukewarm in your relationship with him. That's uh, good. He wants you to either be hot or cold, because if you're hot and simply hot, hot doesn't mean, you do everything perfectly. You read the Bible, you know, two hours a night. You pray for five hours. No, that's not hot. That's not being hot. The Bible says, they that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. It says God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So you can be hot after God in just your pursuit to want to know more about God. And then go after, do what you have to do. Get in a good church. You know, read the Bible and things like do the things that promote your learning more about God. That's getting hot for God. So it ain't it ain't being perfect in terms of your walk. Right. Being cold is don't want to have nothing to do with God at all. He's right. like, I'd rather you either be seeking after me, trying to learn, trying to find out what you don't know about me. Or I'd rather have you cold, don't want to have nothing to do. Because if you look warm, sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. He, it's difficult to get things to you because he don't know if you're going to if you're going to be a good witness of the blessings that he's bestowing upon you or if you're going to be a poor witness. So he'd rather you be one or the other. So don't be lukewarm in your relationship with God. Yeah. Make up your mind. Either you want to seek and learn about God or you don't want to have nothing to do about God. And God will just sit back and say, OK, let me know. When you get to your worst in life, I'm still going to be that same loving God ready to meet all your needs when you fall to your needs. And I'm the only place you can turn to for comfort to get you through life situations. 
Okay, I want to start wrapping up because we 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 we've been talking for a long time. I want Emerald to give her point, and then then Kirsten has something, and then I'll go. Yeah. So I was gonna just wanting to address just two more comments that I saw, Tanisha, and then Alex has been asking about the Moses thing over and over. So can you clarify, Alex, your question in the comments, and then we can get to that after this one? Yeah, I can. I can get that. I, I got. That. I know what she meant. Okay. Um. For Tanisha, this is the last one that she put in here. I think, too, that we should be careful about making everything a personal conviction because there are absolutes. There is good and evil. There is sin and there is righteousness. And personal convictions can leave a lot of room for subjectivity, which can lead people astray because will we yield to Jesus or our personal convictions? I think when we're talking about convictions, we're more so talking about conviction from Holy Spirit. And Jesus. And Jesus. You have that personal relationship with Jesus and Holy Spirit and you're watching something or, or, or you're consuming things, that conviction, not your own personal life, or do I like it or do I not like it? Mm -hmm. You're literally relying on what is Holy Spirit telling you. And you need to listen to that though. Like don't ignore it if Holy Spirit is convicting you about something and just say, but I really like Beyonce, so. And what he's that. convicting you on needs to be backed by the word. It has to be backed by the word. So when we say personal conviction, sometimes we're talking about things that are not explicitly laid out in the word or different interpretations of the word. But the word is very clear on pretty much like like let's take a specific example. Have no other gods before me. Worship no other gods is pretty clear in the Bible. Right. We, I don't think. We're not having a discussion about personal conviction as it pertains to worshiping other gods. Right. Acts That's 4 and 12. Acts 4 and 12. Uh, there is none other name under the heavens whereby men can be saved except the name of Jesus. That's an absolute. Either you believe that or you don't believe that, but that's what the Bible says. So she's right. She's, she's absolutely right. There's certain absolutes where it's clear cut in terms right. of what uh, it should be in terms of as it relates to the word of God. Very good. Kirsten, mom, and then I'm gonna get that. I don't have anything else. Kirsten, mom, Kirsten did you have something or I have something? Somebody said, um, Nisha said, have we considered the fact that Kanye put out an album earlier this year or late last year that said Jesus is king and now she countered with black is king. She could have just entitled it the gift like her Lion King album. Do we think that's coincidence? Now I ain't saying Kanye is all the way there at all. Don't get me wrong, but I found that interesting. That's I a whole other question. That, I actually find that very interesting, Nisha, and that's a great perspective because I didn't even notice that. And so just the fact that um, you pulled that perspective out, I'm like, hmm. You know, it has me like, hmm. I didn't even notice that. So that's a, I don't know, y'all, what y'all think about that in the comments? So. I think it goes with what I'm about to say about Alex, this question about, she keep, she was asking about the basket and the Moses right. imagery oh. that Beyonce used in the film and mm -hmm. asking why did she do that? I think this goes with the same point. I think people want to make assumptions about whatever Beyonce means to do. We want to possibly assume that she put out Black is King to respond. And I don't think Nisha's saying that, but I think there are some people who want to assume that. We want to assume that the imagery about Moses means something. We don't know, which right. is why we can't make that a personal burden for ourselves. Right. We are stressing ourselves out about things that we may never know the answer to. When right. I looked at that, when I looked at that Moses thing, 
I can't ask myself, well, why Beyonce did this? Now, if I have a person, this is where a personal conviction is. If I have a personal conviction that it made me uncomfortable, that I don't need to be a part of that, then you stay clear of it and you don't promote it. But for me, when I watched it, I said, okay, she wanted to put this. A lot of people come in the Bible and take imagery and pull it away. And I thought, I actually started thinking of how creative it was to display the journey of Moses that way with that type of cinematography. But that was my conviction. I didn't take on the pressure and the weight of dissecting why Beyonce showed me that and did it mean that she was trying to tell me that uh, Moses is really me and I need to be reborn in the water? Y'all, we doing way too much. Yeah, you all, you all pray for uh, Kanye on the real because Evangelist Kanye has opened the door to a lot of people hearing the gospel. That's a whole other time. We, we ain't going there. We ain't going there. Ain't going there. You, just, you just, no, you brought it up. You, you brought up the fact that Kanye was talking about Jesus is king and she comes back talking about black and king. Well, somebody in the comments brought it up, baby. Yeah, don't be surprised that, don't be surprised where God is giving glory that the enemy may try to come up with a counterfeit uh, against that. And they on the same kind of stage, Kanye and Beyonce. But pray for Kanye. We don't know. Okay. No, I I was just going to say, I just think conversations like these are important. Yes. But I just think that personally, individually and personally speaking, if we will put as much energy as we are into dissecting Beyonce, Kanye and everybody else, if we put that amount of energy in dissecting and perfecting our own relationship with Christ, then I think that we will all be in a much better place because I, again, yeah, it may be my pet peeve, but we got to spend more <laughs> of our time. They, we got to spend more of our time on our own personal relationship and less time trying to figure out who evil and who not and all of that. That's that's God's business. Okay, let's let's do us. Okay. Okay, we're gonna wrap this up by first taking a commercial break that we're very very excited about. So our entire family family ordered this Bible study guide, this New Age Bible study called the Bible study. This is the the old no the Old Testament Testament and the New Testament. And what they do is they take this. You're supposed to pair this with the Bible. It's not the Bible, but what they do is they take the studies and context and scriptures and things that you want to pull out about each chapter, and they make it very nice. They make it very succinct. Like, for example, at the beginning of the the segment about Genesis, it tells you where that book came from, who that book was written by, what people say about that book. There are pictures. There is overview about the tabernacle. We It's called the Bible study. You can look it up. Um, Don't look it up yet. I'm going to reach out and see if we can get some endorsement connections. Yeah, yeah. Don't look it out. Or if you look it out, tell us. Don't buy it yet. Let me see what family can do and then uh, y'all can buy the modern christian family discount but exactly. it's a great resource um saw it on instagram and ordered it and it's super cool for anybody who's wanting to um dive deeper into the word in a um i guess more modern way and needs a resource to help them study the bible we haven't started it yet but just flipping through the pages it looks really great so yeah 
Yeah. Um, so we'll come back again. With, once we get through it a little bit, we'll come back again with the information and possibly a discount code. We'll see what we can do. But I want to wrap up by saying thank y'all. This was one of those volatile topics. Not volatile, like there was a lot of argument per se, but just it was clear that we all had so much that we wanted to say about this topic because it's so fresh. So yeah. we appreciate each and every one of you who stuck here with us, who shared it, who added your commentary. We pray that you pulled something out for yourself that can govern how you want to live your life. Yeah. I, I think this has been a lot of fun. I think I have learned a lot. Um, I think we each have have pulled out something for ourselves that we can walk away with. Emma wanted to say something real yeah, quick. Yeah, hold it up again. If somebody's asking for y'all to hold up a book again just so they can see it, hold up the books again. While we're doing that, I'm just going to say follow us on Facebook, The Modern Christian Family, on Instagram, at The Modern Christian Family, on YouTube, The Modern Christian Family. Y'all can and follow our personal pages, too. Follow me. At Emerald Janae on all the social media. Okay, we're not going to go through all the family. Y'all can find, y'all, if y'all want to follow me. Also, we have a podcast, so subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to our YouTube. They're all right there, y'all. So that's where you can all subscribe to YouTube, Apple, Google Play, and Spotify. Every channel is the Modern Christian family. Help us grow. We have so many. Share this. If you have it, share this. We have share this. If this was a blessing to you and you believe it'll be a blessing to other people, we have so much um, vision and God has just birthed a lot in us regarding the modern Christian family. And so you're sharing, you're supporting, you're jumping on, listening with us and engaging with us really helps us and helps us grow. So we really appreciate everybody who jumped on tonight. If you enjoyed this, let us know in the comments. Um, and we are just excited to, you know, continue this platform. Again, we are not flawless, but faithful. And this platform is literally, um, it exists to empower you to have your own individual relationship with Christ and live authentically as modern day Christians. So we love you all. Um, again, we pray that this was a blessing to you. Let us know in the comments and thanks for being with us. Thank y'all so much. We love y'all. Hey, I'll have a good night. Bye. Thank you. Bye. If you enjoyed tonight's episode, help us grow. Share our channels with someone and don't forget to subscribe, like, and follow us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. We'll catch you on the next Modern Christian Monday. And remember, as modern Christians, we are not flawless, but faithful.